I'd like to welcome you guys to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Knight. Here we will discuss competition hunts, pleasure hunts, and anything else dealing with the hunting dog. It is our sole purpose to bring awareness to preserve the sport of hunting with dogs. Without further ado, let's collar our dogs and send them on through the country. Today's word comes from Psalms 23:4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Psalm 23, 4. Hello. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing about as good as I can be. How are you? I'm going to make it, my man. Well, so I just wanted to get on here and kind of let, because we've had a lot of people call or text me or message me privately or even our our page that you've been able to see if you've been on there that, you know, they've been concerned about you, your family, and, you know, it's been a great outpouring from this. I don't know, man. It's just crazy how everybody just kind of pulls together in, in, in this, the dog community. But uh, so they were kind of, you know, you know, wanted to check on you. So I decided to uh, get with you and just kind of see, hey, you know, kind of tell how how y'all are faring up there. You know, I know Rolling Fork got hit bad, but I knew that Amory, Mississippi, where you're from, uh, they were hit, you know, it's, it's catastrophic. So if you want to, get on here and just let's tell these guys, you know, they've just been, you know, kind of, you can tell it your story better than I can. You know, I'm just relaying messages through text and stuff. So I just wanted to, you know, I felt like we owed it to them, so, and, and just kind of tell the people, you know, bear with us, you know, because it may be a couple weeks before, I know a few weeks for you, you know, you're able to get, get back going, and, you know, and, you know, we do dedicate a lot of this to, you know, a lot of time to this uh, podcast, and it takes, you know, it's not just calling and talking to people, and, you know, putting it on here, so, uh, so and, and it's rough for one man, so I'm, you know, I'm fortunate to have you as my partner, so, but anyway, that's enough rambling on. Let's uh, let's hear your story for you know some of the you know how it went the other night. I know that my parents have been through one, and I've never personally been through such a a bad deal. So uh, kind of tell the you know let's let's you know tell your experience if you would. It's a little different being on this side of the mic. <laughs> uh, I want to start off by saying. My family, we're blessed. We didn't lose our house. We lost a bunch of trees on our property. But as far as we we had to rough it a few days, uh, we didn't have electricity or water. But I, I'm being an electrician. I've got a generator hookup. And I mean, other than not having internet, my family has been okay. We, you know, it's been cool, and we've been able to run fans and keep deep freezes cold and all that but uh there's a lot of people that's just in a bad way and i want to start off by saying anybody that wants to donate stuff i'll go ahead at the beginning that way they can pause and and do that uh smithville mississippi they're the smithville baptist is taking mute you want to mute me and cut out this train horn right well i don't think it's gonna blow uh smithville baptist are helping the people kind of out in the county. I would, I get, I would assume 
because Smithville didn't get hit, but Smithville, Mississippi, their Baptist church is taking donations and people to drop off stuff. Amory Church of Christ and the old Amory, the old Amory garment plant. Uh, they have uh, like a. Well, the train's still working. We know that you're working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we 24-7. But uh, the old Amory, can you hear me over this horn or I need to wait? No, no, you good. Let's, uh, that's authentic. I like it. Let's get it. Okay. Well, I don't like them. But uh, the old Amory garment plant, they have like, I guess, you know, a thing set up where people can come in and donate stuff. Uh trying to think of what, like a headquarters that's what i was told but uh they're wanting clothes because a lot of people lost you know some people lost everything and then the people that i personally know no one that i personally know has lost everything they have not got houses to live in you know or their property or stuff like that my brother-in-law they their house is non-livable they're living with my in-laws and uh but they still had their contents, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, you know, they, they're looking for clothes, food that's non-perishable, cleaning supplies, cases of water, uh, just anything. I, I, it's going to be a while for the power comes back up because the north end of town is not a big town. But, I mean, it's, I guess Amory's not a small town. I think it's 7,000 people into sea limits but the north end of town it looks like uh i'm trying to equate it to 2011 which is ironically four or five miles north of my house is where i'm from I'm, I, I claim smithville i went to school at smithville right. um we, we had the category five or whatever it's called the biggest one they could do on the charts and it wiped out three quarters of the town and the school and the, the everything. When you went over there, it was just slabs. There wasn't a whole lot of, of much. It was just gone. If it was a house standing, it only had a wall or two. But it was just debris, and it just toted it off wherever it toted it. But Amory, when you pull up in Amory, <clears throat> the north end of town, there's not many houses that's actually livable that's roofs ripped off or trees on houses or uh, ends of houses ripped off or walls ripped out. It's not a lot of livable houses, but they're not necessarily gone, if you will. And there's debris and trees everywhere. The south end of town, they had power, I, I want to say, that afternoon or night, the, uh, the next morning or whatever. Or, so it happened about midnight. So the next afternoon, I was told that Walmart, which they was sold out everything because, you know, everybody's panicking or donating or whatever, but they actually had power down there. So one end of town looks like nothing's ever happened. The other end of town looks like a dead gum war zone. So it's wild. Uh, people's just looking for places to stay. Some people, like I said, have lost everything. And... It's just a big outpour of uh, of help. I've helped somebody every day. Uh, like I said, I helped my brother-in-law. They, we moved stuff. We helped pick up around their house. Another buddy of mine, he had, 
shop damage. I've got some more friends that ripped off the utility room and the carport, but their roofs ripped off or part of it. So they can't live in their house. They're living with their parents. And it's just a lot of people has lost a lot of stuff and not, not ever having to, I guess, lose everything I got. That's hard, a hard thing to, to try to, I guess, comprehend because, right. you know, most, most houses aren't set up for multiple families to live. I guess you could say. No, you're exactly right. So like I was telling you, my parents went through it, I'm thinking four or five years ago where they they lost their house was, you know, unlivable and, you know, they don't even live there today. That's the place that me and my sister grew up. You know, we had a place in town and outside, you know what I mean? And then, you know, all my grandparents lived out of town, but for some reason we stayed in town. But anyway, um, I mean, just to go through there five years later, I mean, you still see just slabs of my neighbors, you know, that didn't rebuild. So I was kind of curious, though, from what was that, 12 years ago when in 2011, or, yeah, 12 years ago, um, how does Smith, well, I haven't been there you know, in a while, uh, how is it looking, you know, how's it fared in 12 years, I guess is what I'm Well, saying. so Smithville was just a small, where was a small town. I don't technically live in Smithville. I, I, I really live about halfway between Smithville and Amory, right on the highway. But I just went to the county school in Smithville. But uh, it wasn't a very big town. I don't. I, I don't want to lie and say the population. I know where's a one A school. I think I had forty kids in my grade. But uh, like it, it was just a bunch of older homes and trailer houses and stuff like that in town. And since then, I mean, the rebuilds new, but I mean, it don't look the same. You know, you. You drive down through there, and you're so used to saying so-and-so lived right here in this house, and so-and-so lived in this house, and there's a big old white house sitting on the corner. You could give, like, landmarks of how to get around. And when you pull up, and, and still to an extent, there, there's just hadn't really been rebuilt. I mean, it's – I don't know. I don't, I don't really like putting numbers on stuff because somebody's going to get on here and say, well, that's not accurate. But if I had to guess – the amount of trailer houses and small houses packed into Smithville and now looking at it now, I'd say that a third hadn't built back, maybe even less than that of where it actually hit. It's just, uh, you know, they had trailer houses stacked on top of trailer houses just because it was a low income area. And they, I mean, there's not even there no more. I mean, they don't even have trailer parks uh, to my knowledge over there no more. So it's just uh, new houses are getting rebuilt. But there ain't a whole lot of them, right? Is there? So, is that? Did the industry? I mean, was there a lot of industry there? No, there was a couple of gas stations. Well, there's a furniture factory, a smaller. I think it's a furniture factory over there. But like the Piggly Wiggly, which was the grocery store, it didn't build back. Uh, there was a couple of restaurants. One of them built back. We actually just got a sandwich shop back, but I mean that was twelve years ago. We've always had a couple of gas stations. We still got two gas stations. Uh, I mean, they're really, it was just really kind of a place that most people lived and they went everywhere else to work. 
So right. we're 40 minutes from Chupalo, which is, I don't know, a pretty good sized town. I think the livable people in Chupalo is like 36,000 people, but the people, the amount of people that come in to, to Chupalo during the week, I mean, it's probably, I guess, double that just from the people that, because this is where all the businesses are. We got Cooper Tire here. I mean, you know, all these different industries and stuff here. But Smithville don't have a lot of industries. I don't think. I think they got that little garment plant or or furniture factory or whatever they make over there. Mm. But other than that, if you don't work at the gas stations or at the restaurant, there really ain't a whole lot. But in Smithville, right? So I was but, just kind of, you know, I was just kind of curious as to, you know. As far as the industry and, and Amory, you know. Amory's, no, Amory's bigger. Amory's got, uh, so we had a pellet plant that got hit hard. They took chips and put them into the little pellets that people heat up. They would do like a alternative fuel for heating houses and stuff. Right. And it, like, the, uh, what about the, like the little pellets that you grill with? Is that the same kind of? Uh, no, these are for like heating. Like oh, space you. heaters. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, we had a plant for that that ripped a lot of their buildings down. We had Or Orbinox, which was they made a valve company. They made valves. Uh, I mean, it's their buildings trashed at this moment. I don't know when they'll get back in there. I mean, Nesco's building had junk laid all on top of it. A lot of the buildings on Main Street, and some of them, you know, you have a variety of buildings over there from restaurants to hair salons to dress rental spots. But <clears throat> I just worry about gas some, stations. You know, I just worry about the people in the town, you know, that lost, you know, they lost their living, you know, they lost everything oh, they yeah. ever worked for, you know, so. The uh, gas stations, man, there's a gas station. If there was anybody in it, I, I, and I know there had to be because they were open 24-7. So, dude, it's it looks bad as you could look. I mean, I, I don't know if they got in the cooler or what they doing. I hadn't heard, but uh, it's bad. Uh, you know, dental offices, multiple dental offices closed because, I mean, they don't have roofs on them. Uh, my buddy, I actually went yesterday and got a generator on his house. I was going to work, and it was still dark, and his neighbor's streetlights were on. So I was like, cool, he's going to have power this afternoon, surely, because his neighbor has power. Well, I called him. I was like, hey, y'all ought to get power today. And he's like, no, we're going to be a while. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, uh, I'm the last one on the city power. Well, dude, I bet I drove across... I don't know, probably seven or eight power lines on the way to work. They're dead, but they're just still laying across the road because they hadn't been able to get to them yet. So he's probably going to be out of power another week, maybe two. And I went over yesterday and got a generator on his house to where he can obviously run ceiling fans and lights. And, and the bare minimum, we're just thankful it's not 90 degrees. You know, it's 60, 70, 80 degrees. Right, and, you know, talking about the power and stuff, I'd seen, you know, yesterday, while I, you know, I'm in my truck all the time, but, uh, you know, throughout the day, just in between towns, I seen, you know, Energy, Southern Pine, these other co-op 
cooperative energy, you know, people headed north or headed toward the Delta, toward Rowan Park. So, but, uh, but no, that's why I kind of wanted to get on here and just kind of tell people, you know, you know, because hey, look, let's face it, we have 80 something thousand people listening or have this, you know, downloads, whatnot. But at the end of the day, that a lot of people, you know, I get messages all the time. Who you got coming out? Who's this? Who's this? You know, so I didn't want to, I felt like we needed to come on here and tell people what the deal was and what we were going through that may have not have seen it on the news or whatever. And uh, so uh, that's kind of why I wanted to get on here and just kind of, you know, do this deal. So, yeah, well, I got a buddy that uh, he lives in Montana, a work, a work friend. <laughs> right. And we always joke around and he sent me a message to say, hey, that tornado blow you away. <laughs> and I was going to be a smart aleck and yeah. let it text message marinate for a little while hoping that he'd start feeling bad <laughs> <laughs> and uh i seen it as soon as he sent it i didn't never respond back right and for after about two hours i finally called him and he's like oh you couldn't trick me and i said what do you mean he said i went to your snapchat and saw your story i said he said i got to thinking after you didn't text me back in about 20 minutes <laughs> it might have really got him because it's a, he lives in Avery. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, so, I'm just glad. Hey, I'm glad we can laugh right now. You know, because it could have been, you know, it's bad and worse. You know, but it could have been so much worse. You know. You know, it it missed my house and my parents' house. We live right next to each other. It missed us by about 850 yards because I've got a shooting range behind my house, and we our property where the trees started falling was right behind the target. So, I mean, it literally, I think it was a F4, I don't know how to classify it. I think that's what it was. I think they said it was a F4, F1234, and it goes by miles an hour. But it missed us about about 850 yards, and it looks like a just, you took a bunch of toothpicks and threw them on the ground. And they're intertwined, like you can't do nothing with them. We're just going to have to start cutting and clearing our property up after we get everybody else up, which we've almost got the people I know's places back to where they can do a whole lot until the insurance company comes up. Yeah, but I did want to talk about, I actually have some good friends that are power company guys and do they work in nonstop trying. We there, they actually work for the city of Amory electric department and they have been working nonstop. Tom Bibby Electric sending folks. Uh, Chipolo, I've seen Chipolo like gas and water. I want to say I saw Startful, uh, four counties. I mean, the amount of guys. So my power feeds down a county road, and the actual tornado comes right through where it feeds. And me and my wife drove down through there, which was looking, it's kind of behind my house as the road comes around. It actually comes across the property that joins ours. Right. And, I mean, I bet there was 30 or 40 poles just completely snapped in half. And I told my wife, I said, it'll probably be a week. And she said, are you serious? And I said, there ain't no way. I don't I don't see, at the time, I didn't know that. The, I, I don't know how many power companies set them. But I bet they set 30 or 40 in 24 hours because we had power back up. Wow. Just to get to us just to get to us like you ride through there and they're all brand new and the old ones are snapped off right there at the ground well you talk so, about you know talking about that you talk about the snapped light poles and stuff you know the where you know where i had the pro hunts and stuff in in in, in the delta 
you know, Janae's yep. where we drew out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I messaged her after I got off the phone with you Friday or Saturday morning. Uh, and she messaged me back and she, you know, sent me pictures and stuff. Or she had them on her. She said, go look at them on her Facebook. Anyway, her son and husband were in Rolling Fork when the tornado come through. And he drives a, uh, and you've probably seen it over there. It's a big F-250, but... One of those light poles snapped off while they were in the truck now and went through, like, the side of the truck. Well. So, they were very fortunate. So, I, you know, um, yeah, man, that thing is, it, it's just, you know, we were, it just, you know, the pl- the two places that, that, that this tornado just, you know, I know there's a lot more damage, but, man, it's just nuts how familiar, looking at these pictures, I am on, you know, Chuck's Dairy Bar and the, the Mexican restaurant where we eat when we're there in, you know, Holly Bluff and Rolling Fork and stuff, you know, when we're doing these competition squirrel hunts, you know. So yeah. it's just crazy seeing the places that, you know, I think, I think back to that, you know, next year, you know. Heck, there ain't going to be nowhere to stay, nowhere to eat, you know. Well, there ain't no more squirrels over there. We don't even need to go over anyway. <laughs> well... <laughs> So you, I promise you one thing: it'd be tough for me to bring mine over because oh, he won't want to pull up. Well, so these things, you know, it wasn't that great this year anyway. But I don't know. I'm I'm anxious to ride through there. Uh, but you know, I don't want to be, you know, yeah, messing with you people. Don't want to be yeah, no, uh-uh, I don't want to do that right now. But you know, be, with my job, so I do. Uh, you know, call on the city municipalities and stuff with these water and wastewater pumps. So I do have that. You know, I can blame it on that if that's you know because I do. I did call Rolling Fork and because I do. You know, they 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 rent pumps and Holly Bluff and Cary and all that. They do rent pumps and stuff from me. But uh, um, but no, yeah, I don't think the, I don't think the woods really got beat up that bad. So, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, there wasn't many squirrels to be hanging on over. But uh, one thing I wanted to say is, is uh, you know, we always talk about the power companies, and yeah, I'm tickled to death, and I I, I appreciate them. But dude, the street departments and Atmos Energy and the telephone companies and uh, the county street road work and dude it ain't just the power company i know they kind of and and they do work hard i'm not taking nothing away from them but they're not the only ones out here busting their butts they're and there's dudes non-stop in every public service department telephone companies i mean they're just working at both ends they're burning at both ends of of the whatever i'm trying to say heck i'm Trying to think of a quote I heard, but anyway, they they're working hard, and uh, all the utility and you know infrastructure police department. Yes, they are. You know they are. You know they. You know bear with them. You know don't call complaining about one thing when it could be. You know they they're going through a lot right now. You know they're working around. Now, a well, lot. I will say this. So my wife or my dad, one, we get our they done a grant a few years ago through the county power, you know, to get kids, all county kids in Monroe County. They want them to have internet for school because we have a lot of rural 
unless you live close to town, you didn't have internet. You know, all these rural back roads and stuff right. like that. This long ways away from town. Well, through the county, they offered some kind of grant, and it was voted on, and it passed. And you go through the county, they strung up, you know, whatever, you pay the county. But it's it's like the county just takes the money and sends it to a third party. Well, they just mentioned, you know, my wife or my dad one called and was like, uh, yeah, I was just, I know y'all are working hard. I just want to make sure that we was on the list because if we wasn't on the list for y'all to get the internet back up, you know, y'all might drive by us thinking we had the internet. Said that they was like, what are you talking about? My, uh, whoever, I'm just going to say my wife. My wife was like, well, you, you know, we, we, we've been without the internet since Friday and, and that's not a big deal. We understand. We just wanted to make sure that you had our address on the list as being out. And it was like, well, we'll go in there, you know, unplug your router. Said, okay. So we went and um, she went and unplugged the router, you know, wait 20 seconds, plug it back up. What's the light say? Told them, well, you don't have the internet. Said, yeah, (laughs) we know. I was like, well, well, we'll get somebody out there. And uh, they said, well, you know we had a tornado. I was like, no. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So nobody's informed y'all that there's been a tornado over here and, you know, uh, they've replaced all these power lines and y'all need to get over here and string up cable? And I was like, first we've heard of it. So uh, I guess everybody assumed everybody, you know, since it was through the Monroe County Power and they worked 24-7. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I guess we assumed that somebody had been told. So it was kind of crazy. You know, if you've heard about it, my buddies heard about it in Montana. We, I guess, assumed that these people had uh, internet service in our area and it was over. They, they'd have heard about it too. But you never know. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you don't never know what people, so. you know. But I do plan on, it might be a couple of weeks for me because we're still trying to get our stuff back going. I don't have internet at the house. Uh, we're just trying to, we're trying to get by what we got. Like I said, my family's okay. My family doesn't need anything. But it's a, it's a scary thing. Um, in the last 12 years, we've had two that's, that's crushed the town on the south end of us and the town on the north end of us. And I bet it ain't missed my house by a mile either time. So it's, uh, maybe the next one will not come through the middle. Maybe they'll, well, I don't want to wish it on nobody north or south of me, but I hope it don't split the, split the gap there. <laughs> I get so, it. I get it, man. I just wish there was a way that, you know, with technology, you'd think that there'd be some kind of way to just boom, just blow them up. But, well, you know, my dad said that same thing. I, I, apparently, there's not. Or they do it. But you think that there was some way that we could try to divert it. I, I guess, you know, nature's obviously stronger than we are. That's but, right. uh, yeah, there's a lot of people hurting. You know, a lot of people just all, all in these prayers, you know. Uh, prayers and time. So, I don't know. Amory will never look the same. All the old houses with the big oak trees that's. I mean, you ain't cutting these trees with no 20-inch bar. No. I mean, them trees so, are 150 years old, so. Oh, I mean, they're, they're huge. You know, I, when I walk behind my house, I look at these oak trees that I've been squirrel hunting, and they're 70-foot tall white oak trees. And they're just laid on the ground. 
I mean, it just makes you sick of your stomach. Oh, yeah. But I'd rather lose that as I had my house or my anything else like that. So That's right. That's right. Well, like I said, I just felt like we ought to come on here and just kind of give the guys that have been, you know, I've talked to, but, you know, there's still people that's wondering, you know, that don't necessarily know us personally, that, you know, that look forward to listening to us every, you know, every Tuesday. So we're going to continue yeah. to do the – we're not – don't think we're we're done. We're just getting started. But uh, we will get back to you guys. I'll probably do the uh, – I think it's USDC World this weekend, so I'll be in touch with, with the winner of that and and get them uh, interviewed. Uh, and, and Hey, I, I do have one thing to talk about. One, a guy reached out to me last night. Oh, don't say if it's for Ken Nisley. He won't do it. Oh, sorry, Joker. Won't He won't come on. Maybe he'll hear well, maybe he'll hear this and want to come on here because I tried to get him to, you know, he he just won the UKC World this past weekend and I've tried to get him to do it in the past. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. He's trying to keep all that dog heat to himself. He don't. You know, he don't want to tell pig. all the secrets. <laughs> yeah, he he's wanting to keep all them secrets to himself. Piggy smiles. Uh, he's nice though. He really is a nice feist. Yeah, sure. congratulations on his second world. Yeah, the UKC. But uh. I had a guy reach out to me last night when I was laying in the bed and had nothing else to do. So I got on my phone and was looking around and he was wanting to find somebody. He lives north of Memphis. I guess that's going to be South West Tennessee, uh, was looking for, he was wanting to get into the competition side and his buddies aren't real interested in it. He was trying to find somebody in the area. Is that that John? Is that the, uh, John Robert Cooper guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That John Robert. Yeah, he 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 messaged me also. So, and I sent him a couple names. I even told him to uh, holler at uh, Jeremy Garner, Cane Creek, to uh, you know yeah. he can. There's you know there ain't nobody that knows the rules and stuff no more than you know Jeremy Garner. So I mean he can help. He may not competition hunt much anymore, but he will. He's only yeah. like an hour from Jeremy. So I mean, but he's more closer. He's just north of Memphis there. So anybody yeah. in Tennessee that's you know, close North Mississippi. Wants to practice hard. That's right. He's wanting to, you know, basically, you know, size his dogs up and see what he needs to work on and somebody to to kind of teach him, you know, the the ropes. So if anybody's listening that's up that way, man, get up with Mr. John Robert Cooper uh, or get with us and we'll get you in contact with him. So, but, uh, yeah, and, man. And also, uh, Shane Mason just had that, Litter of Holsteins he's got. Oh, good gracious, yeah. He's got one hey, right he now. He told me that there was a waiting list of a billion people <laughs> on there. So I, I, I think what, wait, what he should do is he just give them all away. I wouldn't keep none of them things. Would you? I mean, you know what? I don't want one, but if he gave me one, I might would consider taking one. Well, <laughs> just judging by the track record of them them high high speed Holsteins, they uh they doing something right. Him and Rod Hardy and them, they uh and, and, and Wade, you know, they Yeah. They got some nice dogs. I seen I don't, Shane But they on. uh they gonna be what? Three quarter uh bird dog worker I don't know the percentage. I There's gonna the be a bunch, that, bunch of bird dogs. Yeah, I think the ones that Shane's got is they bad bud top and bottom, I think. So, yeah, it, I mean, it ought to be fire. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so 
anyway, that's our fun. And good luck to everybody in the USDC. Yes, man. We I'm trying to thank everything that I hadn't touched on. Yeah, we work. We we wish everybody. You know, look, Jeff Island. I talked to him yesterday. Um, he does a good job. He's kind of like Jimmy Inman. You know, I hate to say call him out like that, but for being one man shows, but they do a lot. You know, they do. Both of them guys. You know, they keep the organizations that we support and stuff not that we don't support every other well i guess to think about it you know bob does a lot for the umca so bob osborne yeah know? so again like umca omcba i, I mean, don't we, man so i don't i know yeah i don't do a lot with the omcba not that i don't it's just so far there's always something else going on or uh, i'm not opposed to the omcba i like all registries uh had a guy reach out to me from the UKC uh, wanting to do some hunts. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll just. What? what uh, I don't really want to get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Well, that, well, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not. That's that's why I stopped. I'm going to. Uh, I'm not. You know, the guy that reached out to me is a good dude. He's a, He got, you know, a good friend of mine from West Virginia contacted him. Or he contacted him and he gave me my name. So. Um, and this guy seems like a stand-up guy, so that's why I'm gonna just leave it at that. But yeah, uh, I'd I'd like to uh, that Cooper guy or his last name's Cooper. Yeah, John but, uh, Roberts. Yeah, I'm sorry for forgetting his name, but it'd be cool to have a situation like that because we got a lot of new guys that's wanting in, but they don't know really where to start, and a lot of people's kind of shy. They don't want to put a post on there's anybody in this area, so. It'd be cool to have a place to link, get people to link up. So we might try to look into doing something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Hey, I was going to tell you too, Kyle Carter, you know, with the dog box precision guy, precision yeah, dog. Yeah. He called me yesterday when I was on the road and he, he thought about us. He was like, Hey, uh, some guy, the oh, man, it may have been the president of Ducks Unlimited. Strangely enough is like, he's, he's for dog hunting and stuff. And, uh, he was like, you know how they do the NWTF banquet and stuff. He's like, they've been pushing stuff around. They're wanting to get some kind of big banquet like that, like an annual deal or either, you know, if it grows to become a state deal. But they're trying to do some kind of dog hunting alliance banquet, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, and, 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 I, and I was telling him, I was like, man, that sounds like something that we could do, you know, get on board with, you know, to promote it, you know, because if you think about it, man, if you got all the dog hunters in one spot, dude, mm -hmm. there's no way you couldn't collab and, and, and grow this thing. I just feel like that's a way that networking could grow the, this sport that we love, this dog hunting stuff, because if, I mean, you think about it, the NWTF, they each annual chapter, I mean, my chapter, I don't know, we do like one event and it brings in like forty thousand dollars you know what i mean yeah uh, well i mean and that's a place that you could get deer dogs and yep. rabbit dogs squirrel and, dogs, guess, and duck and dogs and squirrel yeah. dogs yeah I mean, you get big, everybody together that's right i mean it'd be pretty neat we have a bunch of big name people you know and oh again you know i talked with you and i talked uh and i'm gonna talk to chris ingram with ingram images about the the uh the caps for uh Tony Davis, the buck assassin, you know, he's doing that youth deal. Yeah. That's going to be sweet. I think that's going to be a good deal for the kids. So, uh, y'all check uh, the buck assassin's well, page. you need to announce what they're doing. Yeah, that they're, way people so have doing, kids. That's thing. right. So, 
uh, Tony Davis, he's a he's got a big big following on like TikTok and Facebook and YouTube and stuff. He's a big deer hunting uh, deer dog hunter. Um, anyway, he calls himself the Buck Assassin. Well, they uh, he's come up with this this uh, contest for youth, and there'll be like a youth hunter of the month, and it doesn't it's not dog specific, but you know he'll have like he's having these kids write like. You know, the younger group will have to write like a paragraph, like a three-sentence paragraph or, you know, and then a little bigger and then a little bigger as the age goes up. But uh, And then he'll judge them, and then he has all these, like, Conkey's Dog Supplies on board, uh, Garmin. It's a bunch of people, you know, dog supply people, you know, where they're going to give, like, to the winner of each month, they'll have a spotlight of the Youth Hunter of the Month in each uh, age group, and he'll give them, like, dog leashes caps you know a, ch- a garmin collar or a uh you know any boots you know just in like the first the first I, I read it yesterday the first uh the first month um essay will be you know what 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 type dogs do you hunt and how do you help the sport and stuff like that and you just write a little paragraph and he'll read it and you know he'll pick to you know the judge of it and you know send them their prizes but i think it's going to be a good deal you know if you got kids that anywhere that do any kind of dog hunting where you know working dog you know you you get them to send in to uh tony davis and the buck assassin and uh if i shared it on our on the hunting dog public page so you can go on there and find out uh how to get to him but uh if anybody needs to know you know how to get that done you know holler at us i'll get you in contact with tony i got his number i'm not gonna put it out here right now but uh if you want to get involved and do stuff for them because that's the they're the future of this this sport anyway the kids so but anyway i wanted this to be a little short rundown and yeah and let cody and uh, and by the way if we locked in at at three hats a month we might have to start taking in donations at 36 hats a year oh ain't no doubt about hey we we, and and look i'm not opposed to doing that because you know like i've said and you've said all these I mean, guys. I'm about helping, but look, good lord, I'm about to <laughs> pick up another job. Hey, hey, look, I'm with you. If, <laughs> if we, 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 I would love to do like a, uh, you know, some kind of PayPal or an account or something for you and I to, uh, for you know, it would just solely go to that. You know, we ain't we ain't making no money yeah. off it. Actually, this thing cost us money. So, believe it or not, we don't make a dime. We, you know, we put in, put in, put in, but. We do it as a hobby, you know. We don't we don't do it as a as a as a job. So, um, but yes, we would love to take donations and stuff to kind of because all we're gonna do is just give it back to the kids, you know. So, anyway. Oh, I I got one last thing. Come on, I got one last thing from my boy Jeremy Garner. Oh goodness, he wants to get squirrel haters back up, but he's looking for somebody that's affordable or might could help. Tim Cope write up the <laughs> software for the internet right or whatever he we don't i'm not very technological so yeah um, i don't know how it's done but he was looking for somebody he if somebody might can do something like that to get up forms page or something like that would jimmy reach out to can creek on facebook well i don't want to call jimmy inman's name out like i just did no that was dumb but uh i think he does all of the nsds all of the I think he does the UMCA's well, website and stuff. So, anyway, that man don't hardly have time no, to do his no, own. No, yeah, you're right. He's, yeah, he but don't. He don't. If anybody has time, you can reach out to us at the Hunting Dog Public on Facebook. Um, what's our What's our email address? 
<laughs> hunting dog public at Gmail. Outlook. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Hunting dog public at. But I don't ever check that. And I, I did the other day. I asked for questions, and nobody ever sends any questions. So I, I would rather them send them. I would rather, and and people send a lot to the to the Facebook page. You know, I'm Chris and Lindsay Knight on Facebook. He's Cody Moreland. You can send them to our private pages, or the Hunting Dog Public's got a its own page. So, if you got questions, send it send it to them. So, but anyway, so. But but reach out to Cane Creek. He's looking for somebody to help. That'd be awesome. With the uh, software on face on the internet that's right that's right so all right well i'm gonna get this on here so all right buddy see you see ya Bye.